Hey, I think it'll work. Of course. It's a cinch. You know, it may be crazy, but we're gonna do it. The Dooming Cavalier is now a musical. Hot dog! Hallelujah! Fellas, I feel this is my lucky day. March 23rd. Oh, no, your lucky day is the 24th. What do you mean the 24th? It's 1.30 already. It's morning. Yes. And what a lovely morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Pre-Post Film Review. I'm John Asquith. And I'm Matt Stevenson. Uh, so we've got a little bonus episode for you guys today. Um, we thought, given the recent passing of Debbie Reynolds, it would be nice to re-watch one of her most beloved films. Um, and it also kind of proved an opportunity for you, John, to finally see Singing in the Rain, because uh, this was mm. a bit of a blind spot for you. Um, yeah. So, sort of two birds with one stone. We thought it'd be fun to do a, a bonus episode on Singing in the Rain and have a chat about that because it is. I've seen it many times and it's one of my sort of favourite films. Definitely one of my favourite sort of classic Hollywood films. Um, I love it mm. to death. Uh, so I'm I'm curious, given that this was your first experience. I'm, I mean, I, given that it's so iconic, I'm sure you are familiar with aspects of Singing in the Rain. So I guess I guess my question is twofold. One, what were your expectations uh, going in? And two, what did you think of the film now you've finally seen it? Hmm. Um, my expectations going in, uh, I didn't really know what to expect, I, which sounds weird because I've seen so many snippets of mm. this film. Um, and even a couple of watching a couple of scenes, like finally seeing it, um, I recognize from um, film school yep. that I we had watched. Um, so I had, I had actually seen like 20% of yeah. it, I think um, just, you know, through bits and pieces. Um, but I still didn't really know like the length of it. What I kind of vaguely knew what the storyline was about, but even then I didn't really know, mm. uh, you know, weirdly. Um, so, so I, and I, I was expecting, you know, something that was pretty charming and obviously had, uh, quite a few musical numbers and um, lots of dancing and things like that. Um, a classic Hollywood musical, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, um, not a lot. Yeah, I didn't know a lot. It's a huge blind blind spot for me, as you said. Um, so I was I was sort of you know reasonably fresh for a movie that that old and that famous. Um, That's great. Say, going in, yeah. Um, and I just watched it today, you know, mere hours before we're recording this. So it is very fresh in my mind. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I love this movie. Uh, as I said, I did recognize many scenes when I finally saw them and, and many sort of um, shots and lines <clears throat> that I've either seen or have been parodied perhaps mm. in like The Simpsons or uh, just throughout pop culture or something like that. It was a similar experience to when I finally saw Citizen Kane, which mm. they made us watch uh, at uni, uh, and I love that as well. And I was just recognising all these things that had permeated sort of pop culture and film culture. Yep. And I love that. I, lo- I love seeing the source of all this sort of stuff. Um, and, yeah, it was, a, so it was a similar experience today for me. I, I thought this movie was freaking awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I'm so um, glad. It was com- completely charming, uh, 
really inspiring as well. I just love the old... I love old classic Hollywood. Like, I love the way it looks and the way yeah. it feels. And, you know, this is such a optimistic film that there's, like, barely any cynicism at all. Um, you know, it, and it is in many ways like La La Land was sort of a love letter to yeah. creativity and to Hollywood. And, um, you know, you could say, yes, it brushes over all the harshness of that world, but that's not the point. That's not this movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I had a great time watching it. Yeah. And I, I uh, watched it at home and I, I recently had missed a couple of chances to see it screened on a big screen in mm. a cinema. And I'm, I'm yeah. Sad that I missed that, and I'm looking forward to seeing it on a big screen with like nice surround sound and stuff because I think that would take it to a whole another level. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I was just utterly charmed. I guess is is the main the main sort of uh, takeaway I would have from this movie. It's just um, so fun from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and the, and you know, there's there's sorry, uh, there's also it does slightly delve into sort of like meta concepts, you know, especially for a film from that time, a big Hollywood film from that time, it didn't really do that sort of thing. And in here you've got sort of a behind the scenes look at Hollywood and, and the way they're looping sound and making a musical called singing in the rain at the, well, at the very yeah. end. And then you're watching that movie and it's just, uh, I love all that, that sort of stuff as well. That's uh, very cool. Yeah, definitely. I think, so I rewatched it recently again for how the sixth time or something. And that's just one thing that I always come out of it is just how utterly charming and fun. Like you, you basically have a grin on your face from the opening kind of montage when Don Lockwood's, you know, constructing this, this false narrative about how amazing his life is or was, and he's like yeah. rise yeah, to starting in Hollywood. And it's intercut with like the, the really degrading dodgy, uh, dance working sort of like clowning you had to do to to get to the top mm. Um, mm. it's just so much fun and the songs are great like every time I watch it I get like three songs stuck in my head for like a week afterwards because I just keep mm. singing them to myself it's just it's so much fun um, but did you know about the filmmaking side to it like I watched this with my girlfriend this week and she kind of it was the first time she'd seen it and she had no idea that it was like a movie about movies. So that was a big surprise mm. to her. Um, was it similar yeah. to you? It, yeah. I didn't really know that. Cause it's sort of, all. it's not sort of indicated in the title at all. If you, you know, if, no. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was more of a traditional love story. Mm. Um, I don't know how I didn't know that. I mean, this, you know, this is going to be a series of episodes, by the way, of me just revealing embarrassing <laughs> lack of knowledge about film history. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't know that. But but at the same time, as I say, as I was watching it, it felt familiar mm. to me. So yeah. on some level, I think I'm, I'm sure I'd heard it before. Um, and I had seen some of these scenes at uni, as I said, so I kind of knew. Yeah. Um, but I had forgotten or didn't yeah, really yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, if, if that makes sense, um, so yeah. So that was that was a cool, refreshing surprise, and I and I love seeing all the big old sound stages, mm. um, and the fact that this movie is shot on one, but then it also shows how they make stuff on those yeah. sets. Um, and there's one incredible sequence where Don is pitching to the studio head, like, "Oh, this is this is how the movie's going to open." That. Yeah. Um, and it's this ex huge, expansive um, 
uh, number, which just looks so cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, I, I, I was blown away, actually, by the way it opens with him in the spotlight and you pull back and then all, like, the neon lights yeah. and stuff turn on. And it's all, obviously, practical and in this huge soundstage that they've set up. And it's just like, oh, that's so amazing. Um, I loved all of that. And then it's funny when it finishes because the studio guy's like, eh, I'll need to see it to tell what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that. like just br- brushes it off, like, really quickly. I, I so love um, that as well because yeah. it's like that number is so expansive and, and like, long and lengthwise as well. It goes for a long yeah, time. Yeah, really long, just, really artistic. It's so sort of in many ways out of step with everything else that's come before it and it just like slams yes. the brakes on the narrative. Like the film just stops for like yeah. a 10 yeah. minute massive musical number that really doesn't advance mm-hmm. anything. Um, and it's almost all just for a punchline. Like it just ends with this like little gag. I just love that so much. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. I, I, but like you said, that that whole number is so amazing. I think that is... Mm like hugely inspired La La Land, particularly the end sequence of La La Land with the fantasy of their potential life yes. together where they sort of dance through sound stagey mm-hmm. environments of all the places yeah. and, you know, life events that they yeah. had or could have had. Um, mm. But yeah, just at the end of that scene and singing of the rain when um, the he's sort of dancing with the woman, or it's not right at the very end, but it's close to the end. And she has that, enormous white sort of like mm. trail on, on her dress that just keeps getting blown in yes. the wind. It looks amazing. Like, and like yeah. I said, all, obviously all practical. There's no effects involved. It's just fans and yeah. fabric. It looks just mind blowing. Yeah. So, so impressive. And depending on where she's standing, it's blowing in certain yeah. directions, which implies this like vast setup of like fans and vents and things yeah. that they would have had to hide around. And it's just like, it, yeah, it really blew me away. Um, and you know, what I, what I love about these old musicals too is, is, is that sort of, um, optimism and innocence. I mean, you know, this, this, it's, it's not like a, just a happy go lucky film, you know, as Mm. you said, there's that sequence at the start where he's, he's lying and telling his story and you see the harsh realities of, I mean, it's played for laughs and things, but you know, it's, it's not a dumb movie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But what I, what I like about these old musicals is the talent on display from the actors to cinematography to the set design. It's just like raw physical talent that you're looking at. You know, there's no effect. I mean, there's effects kind of, but it's all in camera for the most part. There's some blue screen things, but not really like I'm just in awe of that. It's something that we've, just don't really have anymore. You know, takes aren't as long as they used to be. Editing's become a lot quicker. It's very easy to fix things in post now. And that's great. And modern filmmaking is obviously has many pros as well. Mm. Um, But there is something pure about that sort of older style filmmaking. That's like, look at these just fucking talented people. Just do all this stuff for you. Like without cutting away or anything. Um, it's just really very cool to see that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I guess on a lesser extent, I'm going harping on about my favourite film recently, but La La Land <laughs> yeah. as well is like that's a similar experience. Maybe not definitely as harkens back to that. Obvious in some ways, but especially since seeing that film and listening to interviews and reading a lot about it. But I think basically everything was done in camera. I mean, there's a t- maybe a tiny bit of digital stitching or some digital kind of like 
painting out of, mm-hmm. I don't know, pro- ca- you know, cameras or something. But like, it's all the 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 scene where they're dancing on the uh, street and there's like the sunset in the background. Like a lot of people assume yeah. that that's blue screened on, but that's that was shot at Magic yeah. Hour in LA. Mm-hmm. They had to wait. They had like two hours to shoot it. You know, mm-hmm. like that they go yeah. out and do stuff, which is. Like it, like you said, so rare and seeing in the rain in particular, like that kind of classical Hollywood film is just mm-hmm. like it, it blows your mind when you think of how much effort has to go into every single one of those scenes. Totally. And, and even yeah. just like the physicality of the dancing itself, like Gene Kelly is a dancing god, like, you know, yeah, and, and, yeah. but in a way it like makes it seem so effortless which is like yes. even more impressive. He's hiding the like the exertion that must feel yeah. like he, yep, you know, yep. smiling all the time. Can't even break a sweat when he's like doing these crazy acrobatic dance moves. You know, like it's it's mm. nuts. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking exactly that when I was watching it. How how effortless he makes it look, and how much training, physical mm. training goes into that sort of thing, um, which is just another sort of impressive layer on top of everything else. And then he's this incredible actor as well yeah. and just like the most charming... He's so charming and charismatic. Guy right? yeah. you'll ever see, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just... You have a man crush on him instantly. Yeah, totally. Know? It's... um And... Uh, yeah, very cool. Debbie Reynolds as well. Like, she's just so, like, sweet and charming and innocent and, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's so great. I love like every second you spend with her. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Um, and I particularly love the scene where they're first introduced to each other. That that's something that I definitely had not seen before, and I didn't know what was going on there. <laughs> but just the physicality of him jumping onto the uh, car on top of the tram, and then down into hers, and it's all done like in camera. Yeah. And then you know, then they're on the blue screen with the rear projection and stuff, but. And then them sort of bickering and he like tries to hit on her and she like, you know, um, pushes him off and says, well, you're not a real actor and all that sort of thing. Like I loved, that was just such a great meeting, a cl- you know, it feels like a, a, a classic love story yeah. meeting. You know what I mean? Like totally. instantly. Um, and the, the banter and everything. Between. Definitely. And the, like the payoff to that, when she bursts out of that cake at the, like the pub yeah. <laughs> and when they like lock eyes. So is- good incredible <laughs> um, yeah yeah she instantly it. looks worried and he he just gets this big smile <laughs> on his face. um and you know we won't link everything to la la land but there's definitely similarities there too i would say where um their first meeting the um ryan gosling character is quite rude to emma stone yes. uh and then the tables turn like a few scenes later yeah that's very true yes. like a shit band um you know and she sort of makes fun of him um yeah yeah, it's a very good point. Um, I was also thinking this time watching it, and it was probably just because we'd recently seen Jackie and, was talk- and we're talking about sort of the way that film is all about representation and how you depict yourself to other people. And it just occurred to me like the entire film of Singing in the Rain is almost about that. Like it opens with Don telling this false narrative mm. and like constructing this mm. image of himself. And even like the plot construction is about them masking the fact that Lena Lamont has like the most annoying voice in the world and like (laughs) the way that they present their relationship as well to the public like they have this constructed 
romance that, that she believes because she reads the gossip magazines and he has to keep reminding yeah. her that they're actually not a couple. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just, I, I, there's like hidden depth, or well, I guess it's not hidden, it's right there on the surface, but there's depths to the film that, you know, you can kind yeah, of, for sure. you don't notice because it's so fun and charming and it's not sort of seriously sitting down and considering it in a, in a somber way that's easy to look past. Mm. But I think there's some like interesting stuff going on uh, beneath mm-hmm. the surface. Yeah, totally. And that, that sort of links in a little too with um, the Debbie Reynolds character saying, uh, you're, you're not a real Definitely, actor. Definitely, yeah. And she I'm, portrays I'm herself as, yeah, this like thespian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. And then the tables turn on her. And then they, they both sort of come to sort of a realisation about what each other is sort of pretending to be. Um, and that's where they sort of find a connection and, and fall in love. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely that element to it. That's really interesting. Um, but yeah, just, it's so charming and just so funny too. The, the, when they're trying to get the sound right and things and Lena Lamont can't That's a great like, get it right and talk into the microphone. So she's like, they're catching yeah. parts of the dialogue or, or when the film goes out of sync in the cinema and it's like, she's saying yeah. the male dialogue and the guy's saying, got her voice. Um, yeah. So funny. I loved all of that. I, I, that was a scene specifically that I remember us watching in like a, like a version of cinema history class that I had um, where they were pointing out that, you know, that was a Technicolor film in the 50s sort of set, you know, 30 years earlier or something like that where sound was coming in and Mm. how they used sound for for the comedy and things like that. So It is like, I guess, again, like sort of what we talked about in La La Land, but uh, it's, it's, this is another example of, a Hollywood film that's perfectly geared towards me like because it's about filmmaking or like us because we're film fans and interested in filmmaking it's like it it speaks directly to us I feel like which is in a good way I mean that is a positive (laughs) yeah no absolutely yeah um I loved seeing all that stuff um and there's just something about the look of uh like this was made in the 50s and that 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 Technicolor look mm. is just so cool to me. Yeah. I never get sick of, of seeing it. Um, there's just something sort of magical about it that, um, again, like we're, we're so advanced now that, well, most films aren't even shot on film anymore. Yeah. So you lose that, that appeal visually. Um, but even the ones that are shot on film now are color corrected. And I don't know, it just things aren't processed and lit in the same way. Stuff isn't shot on sound stages nearly as much as it used to be, mm. um, and so there's that that sort of intangible look and feel um, to classic Hollywood films that um, yeah this has in spades and yeah, yeah I just love soaking that up. Um, I feel like I'm making that same point over and over, but I just <laughs> that's really a very like good it. point <laughs> to make. I totally agree, completely agree. Overall, it sounds like you really liked it. I'm glad we've been able to check another blind spot off your list and it was a successful viewing yeah i'm really glad that it sounds like you like it as much as much as i do so that's that's always good um yeah yeah i don't know what else <laughs> what other point to make um yeah no i i um yeah i'm so glad that i finally got to see this film fully and uh, uh even though you know as i said before I, i'm embarrassed that um you know we're going through like david lynch films and these some of the classic hollywood films that i haven't seen and uh, i might lose a bit of cred for that 
it's also great because it's this podcast is a, it sort of forces me to sit down and watch these movies mm. that I haven't seen. I mean, and we're doing some that that you have exactly. Seen it won't it won't that, just but, all be John's blind spots. It'll be mine as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, it's great. It's great for us to sort of have this, you know, as an excuse to um definitely look at these movies and hopefully you know if if someone's listening to this they're sort of inspired to check it out as well. Yeah, that's a very good great. point. Um, it seems to be quite easy to find. Um streaming online or you know on dvd yeah, totally. and blu-ray so yeah if you haven't seen it definitely check it out i'm singing in the rain just singing in the rain what a glorious feel and i'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase everyone from the place. Come on with the rain, I've a smile.